Hello and welcome along to episode 19 of the Perth Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to Heart Midlothian Football Club. The Jambos made it three from three in their championship campaign so far, with recent victory over Inverness Caledonian Thistle at Tynecastle. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Kennedy, and joining me to discuss the most recent fixture, as always, is Mr. Daniel McIver. How are we doing, Daniel? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, got a little bit to discuss with, obviously, the Cali clash. We'll briefly preview the East Fife game in midweek, and we'll touch on the new BBC documentary surrounding the Jam Tarts. However, I'm delighted to welcome another special guest, Perth to Paisley's second in as many weeks, and a young man who I've got a lot of time for. Um, we used to grace the grill at McDonald's straight in together, but we're not here to discuss flipping burgers. We're here to welcome Jordan Allen, whose fantastic film work you may have seen grace the Jam Tarts social channels. Jordan, how are we doing, mate? You must be living the dream. Ah, oh, mate, yeah, it's been through class so far. Uh, nah, how have you been yourself? You alright? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, I'm kind of missing them at these days a bit, to be honest. <laughs> oh. I feel fucking left out. Just sat here, <laughs> just really like, cool. Mate, by the way, Adam Kennedy on Meat Batch. What a Un- guy. Unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Um, but we are, of course, going to talk about your career now. Thankfully, you're not having to, you know... Watch me flip burgers. Have so... we all wait now? We've all worked in McDonald's. <laughs> Have you worked in uh, McDonald's as well? Yeah. I was just about to say because you were through in Sterling, eh? Yeah. Oh, what, what a connection! That's oh, unbelievable. Like these family. What, 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 was, what, what was your best times? Bev, <laughs> Bev was quality. Bev sale was the best. Aye. I was a kitchen man myself. Oh no! Nah, fuck that. Yeah, this this is fantastic. There's me trying to keep it serious and talk about Jordan's <laughs> film. And we've already... Uh, to be honest, the highlight of my career is McDonald's. <laughs> and, uh, like, of course. Um, I guess the first question that I was going to ask you is perhaps the most obvious. What, what is it like watching Hearts in an empty stadium these days, whether it be, obviously, Tiny, Hamden, or elsewhere? What's, what's it like? Yeah, it's... It's a bit weird. Um, it's it's not very good in terms of the, the film content as well, because you know when when there's fans there and you don't really know what to film, you can always just point it at the fans and there's 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 always things happening in amongst there. But it's it's weird. It kind of feels like every game's like a friendly, or like it's just everything's behind closed doors kind of. So it's just it doesn't feel like it's it's actually for like it doesn't feel like it's actually like a championship game we're playing or especially the the semi final was was really really weird. Yeah, such I, a massive game and there's nobody there. Like, I was gonna ask you about that because you you just said about capturing content with the fans. Is that kind of is it somewhat bittersweet at the minute? Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be great when it's when it's all back next year because there'll be so much more we can we can film and there'll be so much more like to to get involved with. But yes, yeah, it's, it's it's great. It, it was amazing being obviously at the semi final and, and filming as as beat Hibs, but. Like yeah, it would have been would have been unreal to hear the noise from when the goals went in and stuff. It's just it's kind of gotten in that sense. I was going to say that must be kind of the weirdest thing because you'd said to me briefly or previously that you can't really celebrate straight away when we score. Yeah. It, do you not even get the temptation to let out a wee kind of yes, even though it's <laughs> or whatever? I mean, I've, I've been trying to be I've, I've been trying to set up a little like microphone somewhere else, like not near me, so that. <laughs> So that when uh, when we do score, I can give myself give a little cheer. Uh, like I, it's it's been so weird, mate. Like I've been going back into the car after the game, especially after the semi final, going back into the game and they're just letting it all out, just going yes, come on. <laughs> like having to hold it in. Uh, I mean, I would. It's just it's just in terms of like audio and the camera shaking that I can't do it. But 
uh, no, it's funny. So how how did your your film work come about initially? Because I obviously known we've known each other a while, and I knew that you mm-hmm, worked mm-hmm. at Edinburgh City. I saw you there on my work experience, and when I interviewed uh, Jim Jeffries. But when when did that kind of all begin? I mean, it was kind of with like I, I came through Edinburgh College doing like kind of all the drama and documentary kind of filming and stuff, and then I didn't really enjoy doing that after college, so I kind of just wanted to start something new. So it kind of just started by contacting um a bunch of like edinburgh based uh like sports teams and stuff in edinburgh city were the first to get back um i think they were quite happy because they were paying for uh youth football scotland to film their games and then oh, i came along and cool. they, they had a free a free video guy uh so i just i volunteered there for a wee bit and then through that got my my full-time job which is youth football scotland and then on to, to kind of swap Edinburgh City for, for Hearts on the, the weekends now, so it's like a part-time kind of thing. Well, I was, I was going to ask you, is that you now a two-team wanker like we Aaron that we had on last week? I am, yeah. Well, at least it's the two big teams in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, technically I am as well because I just live beside Ainsley Park. Oh, what a, what a fortress. Exactly. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it just uh, a sport that you do now then, mate? Um, yeah, pretty much, to be honest. Like, if, if, obviously, if, if anybody came up and was asking for something that, like that wasn't in sport then I wouldn't obviously say no to it but it's mostly mostly the sports stuff yeah like mostly football now which is pretty good and I don't know whether we can discuss this but I'm just gonna ask do you get, <laughs> okay. do you get like do you get like a wee pie or a program or that or like any royalties from the club or what's the script uh, so um yeah well the first few weeks I was there uh we didn't but um Robert Doyle who's the the other guy that works there who um He's he's been I think he's full time there. Uh, he does a lot of like the graphic stuff and a lot of the, the video stuff there. He's 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 class. Um, yeah, he's he's been trying to sort us out with stuff at halftime. So I got myself a wee a wee steak pie and a wee chicken wrap and a, a rocky road at halftime. Spot on. Beautiful stuff. Oh, it's unbelievable. Because um, <laughs> um, I I look around other clubs and I I've always thought that kind of Motherwell's media stuff is top drawer. Is that something that you'd spoken to Hearts about that you wanted to? Kind of emulate that, or what did they? What did they say to you, sort of, on the back of your appointment? Uh, well, I've seen the Motherwell stuff before, I but it wasn't a, it wasn't really. To be honest, it wasn't really my um, idea. It was kind of stuff that I, I liked doing. I did a, I did some like student uh, football stuff before with Youth Football Scotland, where we did the kind of highlights videos. Right. Uh, but I think Robert uh, Doyle, who's, who I mentioned, has been there for a wee bit, uh, was trying to do some of them last season, um, and they just kind of thought they would. They need a, an extra camera for these games, like having two angles on everything is uh, obviously makes things look a lot better. So we're kind of, you know, sitting in different stands every game, getting footage from each each angle and then uh, taking turns of the edit. So, so um, yeah, I think it was more more Rob's idea um, and and the clubs, but yeah, I just kind of came along to to give a helping hand. But yeah. Have you uh, have you built up any relationships with players of that yet? Like, do they do they look out no. for you? I wish, man. I've I've not been able to get like pitch side of that just now. So like, obviously, I did a couple of games before lockdown, and uh, you've like I was allowed to be in and out the tunnel and and round the the pitch and that. But right now, just because of coronavirus, I'm only allowed in the stand. So I've not really, apart from a couple nods at players. <laughs> that's about. I've always been really bad at introducing myself to folk as well. But uh, yeah, apart from a couple nods to a few players, like there's there's nothing there yet. I've See, got a couple of followers to, on Instagram. I wanted to ask you that. That's what I wanted to ask you because I mm-hmm. was... Yeah, we did the documentary stuff later, but 
I was pitch side for the last ten home games, and there was one mm-hmm. point where I I've only met Rob twice or something like that. I I don't really mm-hmm. know him that well, but Rob was walking past me and Uche was coming the other way, and he high fived Rob and he clearly thought I was with Rob, so just high fived me as well and we just kept walking. Ah, yes, that's the thing. Like he's been there a wee while, so he'll you'll know a lot of the players quite well. It's it's it's, it's classic, and I hope that 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 happens to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's that's magic, mate. Because you've certainly come a long way since uh, since straighten. So that's that's top drawer. I'm chuffed for you. Well done, mate. No, cheers. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, no. I've, with uh, like coming into the stand as well, there's always like Gary Locke's always standing there, and sometimes like oh, Jim man. Jeffries and that. And I always say hi to Gary Locke, and he always says, "How you doing, mate?" And I've never started, still don't think he knows my name. Like, I've never I never introduced myself. That's the thing. I'm so bad for <laughs> it. I'm never like, "Oh, hi, Gary. I'm Jordan." It's more just like, all right, mate, how's it going? <laughs> I think I'm the same as well. The amount of folk yeah. I've passed in the wee office and that, it's just like, all right, and it's like yeah, yeah, I've yeah. met them nine times in the decade yeah. I am. So apart from a couple of Instagram followers, I'm, I'm, I'm hey, not really there yet. Take that, bro. I'll <laughs> take that then, now, aye. The Pulitin <laughs> the, 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 the Pulo follows me, so. Well, so. The wow. Pulo sorry. Yeah, I was no way. Right. Oh, you, need, you need to send him my way. What a boy. <laughs> So, let's let's discuss the Inverness game. Hearts, of course, got the better of Cali Thistle on Saturday afternoon um, at Tynecastle by by two goals to one. Before we discuss the game itself, I wanted to kind of touch on the manager's pre-match press conference. Robbie Nielsen said in his pre-match presser that the main objective of the season has always been to win the league. I'll come to you first, Daniel. Is this just one of those games that we had to win by any means necessary, or are you left sort of slightly bemused by the scoreline, the fact that we've only won by the one goal and sort of had to hang on at the end. Nah, I'm very much fine with how it worked. Like, we won against the team that is in the top, like, the upper half of who will be competitive this season. Inverness, before the start of the season, you'd think would be either second or third. Obviously, the season's not really panned out that way so far, but over the 27-game stretch, you imagine they'll be up there. And we've now played them twice, obviously, in the Betfred and in the Championship. Obviously, both those performances kind of left a lot to be desired. However, we've come out of them with a total of six points out of six. I get the point where it was like hanging on at the end a bit, but I feel like the scoreline was a bit generous to Inverness. I know we weren't brilliant and they weren't terrible or anything like that, but I feel like 2 1 was a bit comforting to them and didn't really tell the full story of the game. I think they created very little, didn't they? Yeah. Um... Robbie placed a real importance on the Inverness game, Jordan, and Brian McLaughlin mentioned that Dunfermline were churning out wins, Wraith, whoever. Robbie said that we just have to keep winning and kind of pull seven or eight wins clear. That's obviously now three, like Daniel says. Do you think that's as tricky a test as we'll face in this league? I mean, yeah, I think I think until we, until we play Dunfermline, I don't really know uh, what, we'll, what, we'll, what we can think about that, because Dunfermline are, are looking pretty strong as well. But, see, like, teams like Inverness, I would never really expect us to, you know, be smashing Inverness and, and Dunfermline. I think we should be beating them every time. But um, yeah, you, you you take you take the two ones like that, even if it is a bit shaky at the end. You take them every day. Because I was going to ask the period, obviously, before we get into kind of the action. The gaffer also spoke about the the winning mentality that he's trying to instill. Do both of you kind of think that this is a game that we'd have thrown away under? Either of his predecessors yes. last game. Yeah, gone. absolutely. The good, yeah, because it 
even even at two one, they're kind of still in the game, aren't they? Even despite creating very little. Mm-hmm. I think um, the main t- point was in the second half when we got our second. There was never a, honestly, even when we conceded, but particularly after we got our second, I just went right. That's it. We've won this game. I haven't felt like that for about eighteen and a half months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. That's it. There's a lot of confidence around uh, mm-hmm. around Robbie Nielsen being there. Um, and he was obviously delighted with Peter Haring's progress, kind of pre-match and in, in the build-up. Obviously, he started at the match, or he started the match at the base of the midfield diamond. How pleasing was that to see him given the nod for once, rather than the cameos that is that we've been used to kind of seeing him off the bench. I think it was really important for him in terms of his confidence, just in terms of being able to say he's been able to start and get through a game. Now, I missed the first 25 minutes because I was getting tattooed, but apparently he wasn't, he wasn't that good, apparently. Apparently he had quite a lot of lax passes and stuff like that, but from when I saw him, maybe just the first 20 minutes he was getting his feet together, but I actually thought he was his usual self. Do you think that that's a kind of system that we'll rock the the midfield diamond with Lee and Halliday either side and and Naismith at the top? Because obviously the no the no did slightly concern me, but I thought that Liam Boyce and Craig Whiten up top was somewhat appealing. Would you not say either of you? I'll let Jordan take it. Yeah, no, um, it was I was kind of hoping to see Boyce and uh, Whiten up top together at some point, but I mean with. Janelli and Roberts being out, I guess he didn't really have much option in terms of not playing playing wide. Um, so yeah, nah. I've, I think yeah, it was it was it was really good to see White and and, uh, and Boyce up there. And also, Ollie Lee just becomes a different human being when Peter Herring is playing with him. It's so weird. Like I think I said this last week with Aaron as well. Like Ollie Lee is, you kind of know what you're going to get. He's technically a very good football player. But oftentimes the criticism of him is that he passes back a lot, he doesn't track runs, he doesn't really do his bit defensively and stuff like that. But when Peter Herring's there, it's like he he knows he doesn't need to do any of that stuff, so just has the confidence to go forward. And you saw it in the semi-final last week when Herring came on, it allowed Lee to push forward and get that assist, obviously. And then again on Saturday, Lee got the assist for Boyce's goal because it just allowed him to push forward. And he just seems so much happier when Herring's alongside him. I was about to say, I think that comes from kind of a defensive stability standpoint, doesn't it? Because even even you touched on it in the pod last week. Halkett, or I think it's Smith, feels much better having Craig Gordon behind them as opposed to mm-hmm. a Pereira, a Doyle, or a Zlamal. It's bound to be the same for Ollie Lee, but I, I thought it was a pretty sluggish opening, if I'm honest. But Liam Boyce, we'll get into him, because he did have the first opportunity. Um some tidy build-up involving just about the entire midfield before Andy Halliday slid through Stephen Kingsley, and he looked to centre for Liam Boyce, but it was obviously just behind him. He really ought to have nodded hearts in front from the resulting free kick, would you not say, though, Jordan? Um, to be honest, mate, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to film it all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even really remember, to be honest. I'm too busy with my, my, my eye and the viewfinder. I can't remember who heads it back across goal, and then Boyce is literally, it must be less than six yards out, and I think he just nods it over. Yeah, there's been a couple of moments uh, lately where I've, I've, I've thought, you know, obviously Boyce should have done better. There's a couple of opportunities in the semi-final as well. I don't know what that's down to, but um, 
it would have been it would have been nice for him to to finally get that like goal from open play as well, and especially like the the kind of back heel flick that he did. What was the? Uh, I was going to say what what were folk saying after his miss at Hamden? Like were folk just screeching or what what happened? I mean, I was in the I was in the stand. There was nobody really surrounding me, but um, yeah, it's it was it's the kind of one you you're like like I think you said on the podcast as well. Like you you just expect Liam Boyce to bury every opportunity like that but yeah it's, it wasn't it wasn't one of his finest moments i think there's um, an element as well sorry just before we move on i think there is an mm-hmm. element which i saw someone say on twitter we do have to remember boyce didn't play any betfred games because he was away that allowed whiten to get those three games and whiten obviously has been like the talisman of this season so far but boyce is still playing incredibly well still getting into amazing positions and he's kind of three games behind Whiten so I think it is actually a positive yes he's missed chances that you would just assume without even looking that Boyce is going to score even the one in our broth just before Whiten got his like you just look at that and go that's a Liam Boyce-esque chance but the positive for me is that he's still getting into those positions and then the the goals will come and then obviously in the second half the goal did come Indeed it did. I I thought it nil nil. I I actually took a leaf out of your book, Daniel, because I had a pound on Michael Smith first goal, and he slid one kind of just wide <laughs> before, before the half. <laughs> Could have easily had us in front. Um, listen, I I love when the fullbacks are roaming forward the way that they do, and it seemed as though in that first half, everything was coming through the pair of them. Would you say that that's a fair a fair summary, Daniel? Definitely. Uh, we've got our own wee Robertson and Alexander-Arnold, don't we? It's quality! <laughs> Do you actually put a pound or a couple a couple of pounds on Michael Smith to score first every week? Every week, yep. Yeah. And I did it. I, I, put a, I put a fiver on the Dundee game and I got 150 quid. That's ridiculous. Loving I'm, life. Absolutely. So wait, <laughs> now actually, you put a pound on for the first time and he didn't score. So you ruined it. No, no. This, this wasn't the first time. It's the first also... time since he's been scoring. No, no, because I, I stuck him on at our broth as well. Oh, for fuck's sake. And he didn't be there either. Go and you stop doing it and just let me do it. I, Listen, Adam, he, just stay he, off it for tomorrow night. Like, he, don't he do it. He could have. Well, of course, he won't be in contention, so I can't see me back in Jamie Brandon right enough, but never mind. Um, Shocking. Oh. But no, back to Saturday. I mean, it, it was a pretty drab first half. Um, and that was obviously emphasised by how quickly we broke the deadlock in that second half. Um, some tidy work from Ollie Lee, Peter Hanning, and obviously the aforementioned boys. Um, saw it spread wide to, to Kingsley, who crossed for Naismith to volley home. Now, Jordan, Daniel and I praised his introduction against Hibbs. Do you think this is exactly what Stephen Naismith needed in order to emphasise to, to Robbie that he's still got a huge part to play? Not just as captain, but as a yeah. potential kind of starting striker or, or 10 in the absence of, of Walker. No, again, I feel like Naismith's too good a player to ever kind of drop out of that squad. I know he's not been playing the best, but, you know, this performance against Hibs, I thought was, was pretty decent. It was one of his better ones for a while. And then, yeah, that goal was will definitely set his confidence up as well. don't know what it was that he was, he was lacking anyway, but, yeah, no, he, he'll be delighted with that. So I really, I, I really hope that he, he kind of kicks on... Um, and gets himself into that starting team most weeks because you know I love watching him play when he's when he's at his best. 
And he just screams at everyone as well. It's class. He does. It's just, I, it's like having a manager on the pitch. Like yeah. it's mental. It is. It is. And to be honest, I don't think there was a great deal going on before we grabbed our second. Um, the Craig Halkett free kick is aimed long to Liam Boyce, and then it's it's a lovely kind of neat passing exchange, which obviously sees mm-hmm. your follower, the Portobello Pirlo involved, uh, Jordan. <laughs> but it, he threads through to Ollie Lee and obviously cuts it back, and we've touched on the finish from, from Liam Boyce. Where do we think that that ranks in our goal of the season competition so far? Because as as much as we've scored a couple of belters, that's that's up there for me, boys. I that's the lie. most. That's probably the most like technically best finish mm-hmm. we've had. Because I spent actually in the Jordan Allen film that was placed on Twitter today. The yes. the the finish is actually like better than I thought it was. Your shot where you've slowed it down. It just properly shows that he, one, meant it, because there was debate about whether he meant to do it. He definitely did. And he kind of just... It's not that he flicks it. It's that he almost kicks it into the ground so that it bounces over Ridger's arm. It's just amazing. Yeah, it was actually um, Rob's turn to, to edit, so he was the one behind the, the edit for that. Well, but, you um... just take credit for it. You just take credit. <laughs> Why did you say that? Oh, mate, but the I like watching it back myself in slow mo. I have no idea how he's done what he's done. It's like I could not. I watched it like three or four times and just could not work out how he's managed to put that in the back of the net. It's like mm-hmm. pinched between his like foot and the ground, and it's just flicked in. I have no idea what he's done. It's class, though. We've obviously touched on his misses, but I mean, there's no arguing if he if he bags in that fashion, is there? Really? No. I I, I loved Mark Ridgers desperate attempt to die for it as it crossed the line as well it was top notch I think it does just show how good a player he truly is like some people have been like he's no good enough we need, we need to just completely drop him and put White in up front I've been a massive fan of both of them because I, as me and you Adam spoke about the week before the Hibs game where we got into that debate who you'd start they offer totally different things but Boyce's overall play he's just so intelligent and then a finish like that just shows he's He's just a cut above the rest of this. Even this division, I was about to say that that game, but just this division, he should be top goal scorer in it. Yeah, and I think he always contributes in a game. My my kind of point last week was, it it's amazing as soon as strikers pull on this maroon shirt because it seems like their goal scoring knack of yesteryears just completely fades away. And I think now. Now I'd just be delighted to see him go on a good run. Um, but then obviously the game gets the game gets crazier, the year gets crazier because Eddie White obviously thunders one off the crossbar. And at this point, I'm beginning to wonder just how 2020 can get any crazier. Um, he probably Daniel... took it on as well. He did it deliberately. It wasn't like he fell and sclaffed it and it hit the bar. He controlled it with his chest, brought it down under his foot, beat a man turned, swiveled his hips and hit the bar. He's a new human being. Well, that's what I was I was going to ask you because he's really proven the pair of us wrong. Not quite to the extent of, of Craig Whiten, but what a few games he's had in, in succession, would you not say, Jordan? Yeah, well, even like listening to his before, I never thought he was doing at all that bad. Um, I always thought he was alright, and then, yeah, like when he came on in the in the derby, he was, I thought he was really, really good. Proper change the game and obviously won that penalty as well. Um, and then when he came on the other day, I wasn't thinking like, oh no, here we go. 
I was like, oh, Eddie White's on. I never want to see him defend again, ever. I never <laughs> want to see him play left back. No, I, th- I think he's been. I think he's been really, 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 really good recently. So, no, I hope he kicks on. Is is the goal that we concede you pairs only sort of bugbear within the game? Because it seemed to me as though we were just really dominant, and it's just I don't know whether it's kind of a lapse of concentration or complacency setting in. What do you like? The goal. The goal's a good goal. But that's pretty much our only negative throughout the entire match. Maybe maybe having not grabbed a couple more goals. I was going to say, I don't think it is either a lapse of concentration or complacency. I just think it's a really good goal. I think it's a really good cross-in. The header's fantastic. Gordon doesn't have a chance. Popescu maybe can do a bit better. Popescu, by the way, scares the shit out of me, and I love him. Like he's just, I'm like, I don't know what he's going to do when he gets the oh. ball. I was going to ask for your clarification on that because I did see you tweet that out and I was thinking, how can you love a bombs care like nah, that? he's quality. He's Ozturk 2.0. Like, I'm <laughs> so excited by him, but at the same time, I didn't want to see him touch the ball. Like, he just seems to be Raj. Like, he gets the ball and just either will play a 40-yarder or just go, I'm going to run 40 yards forward. And oh, watching them stride forward is the best thing. I love it's it. It's quality. I love it. And it's it's such a thing that our centre halves do recently. Suter used to do it, but would always fail at it. Halkett's pretty good at it as well. And now Popescu's good at it, but when he's not good at it, he's absolutely atrocious, and we nearly concede from every time. You have to love that. Like that just excites you. Do you think they all kind of seem to fall into that kind of same category though with kind of ball playing defenders though would you not I mean that's that's part of their nature is it not that's true that is very true I just don't know if Popescu is good enough to do it on a consistent basis but I love that he tries (laughs) would you rather him or Christoph Berra well this was the one point I have kind of noticed in recent games I'd rather Popescu and Halkett but I feel like we can't win as much in the air now, and Berra would just fix that. But I think that's one strength which would add in a lot of weakness. Because I think Popescu's no the fastest, but he's faster than Berra. But I do just I have just noticed that we're not winning as much in the air anymore. No, I, I guess not. I mean, <laughs> the ball the ball playing aspect of it would be. I mean, it just brings back bad, bad memories of Kenny Levine's tenure with Berra just hooflessly aiming up the park, or aimlessly hoofing up the park, rather. It just, oh, no. But anyway, obviously, like we see, don't have... I'd probably have to see Berra come back in at some point just to, to see what, what he looks like um, well, nowadays. I've seen him in a while. Because with no game at the weekend, our only competitive fixture this week sees Hearts and obviously yourself travel over the bridge to take on East Fife at New Bayview. Do you think this is a game for better? Because the manager has spoken in the press saying that he's after another victory, but I was assuming that we'd just play the kids. Or can you see us calling in a few senior pros like better or a similar team to kind of the Wraith game? Yeah, I think we'll play quite a, a strong team again. Um, I would, I think, you know, better's probably either going to come on or he's going to going to start but I think that's I think it'll be quite interesting to see considering we've not seen him play for quite a while so um, I think it'll be a relatively like um, strong 
starting other than maybe a couple of youngsters in the game like McGill maybe or he seemed to do all right when we played Cowden mm-hmm. Beef even though we didn't do didn't do that well over there but yeah I'd like I'm... to see a starter back three would you because we don't, don't know similar... if we do that though <laughs> I know <laughs> similar to the Wraith game because I think what was the back three that night was it not Kingsley Haring and uh, Brandon oh where did Jamie Brandon play? He was then? like right wing back, so he could oh. tra- It was a three that transitioned into a five, with Kingsley oh, tucking right. in, and and White was on the left, wasn't he? Yeah. I'd just like and, to see a three because it would be interesting. Like, don't have Bera on one of the sides because that's suicidal. But have Popescu left hand side, Halkett right hand side, Bera in the middle because we don't have Smith. So have like Freer at right mid. And then have Kingsley at left mid slash left wing back. Have a middle three of like McGill. Not hate. I don't want to risk hearing on that pitch. So like Halliday or Lee, and then a ten of oh, Walker. Oh, everybody's knees are bust, and I don't want any of them playing on that fucking pitch because we don't have Boyce. Walker's hurt, maybe. Roberts and Janelli on the fit. Because you have Whiten, obviously, but then I don't know who you play alongside him because I don't want Naismith playing. What What would be your team? Uh, could you Could you give us a team? Right, scrap. I mean, the three. I mean, it's, it's not like it matters because we're we're through. So now now is the time for kind of experimentation. Would you not say? True, but you know, if we win, we get seeded. No, that's true. That's true. But no, I do get your point though. If we're ever going to play kids, this is the best. Time. Right, I'm going with a four. I'll go Gordon. No, he's away. I'll go Stuart. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird having players who are actually away on international duty. Just please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. So, Stuart and goals with his lovely neck tattoo. Jamie Brandon. Kingsley. Uh, Halkett Pepescu. Just keep the back five, well, back four the same. And you can have Berra come on at some point. Then... Oh, we'll just go four two three one again. Then play Lee and is it is Irving away with the twenty ones? That's a good point. I'll I'll go and search. You you well, let's keep just, I'm going to go with that he isn't and play Irving. So Lee and Irving, then a three of White, Freer. God, who can play in the ten? <laughs> no one can. McGill play in a ten. Is he attacking? He looked good. Now would be the time to, to, to see if he can. Fuck it, so. it's East Fife. Right. McGill, you can play in a 10. <laughs> <laughs> and then White and up front. Well, Andy know. Irving is coincidentally not away with the under 21. Right, so Irving. Could you, could you chuck him at 10? No, he's playing sitting with Lee. And who, Well, who have you got as 10 then? McGill. Oof. Scott McGill. Is playing as my number ten. Hey, against Cowden Beef, he hit, he hit the post. I think. <laughs> he? he had a shot. I don't remember that. I remember him having a shot. So therefore, that's more than Andy Irvin did. To be honest, most of most of the games go over my head because I'm too busy trying to. I was about it, to so. say, is, is that really odd, Jordan? That you like? Do, do you come home and your dad asks you, "Oh, how was oh, it?" Just go, "Oh, yeah. I don't have a clue, but we won." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Every time, honestly, like I, I don't remember half of any game of a film just now. It's a nightmare. I have to go back and like, obviously, when I'm going through the footage, I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. 
Can I just say, by the way, I just said that McGill did more than Irving. That's because McGill replaced Irving as Irving was away in the 21. So no wonder Irving didn't do much. (laughs) But I thought McGill was good. So therefore, chuck him in a 10 behind Craig White and I'll carry us through it. Cristiano Wijnaldo has got us. It's fine. Welcome to the Perth to Paisley podcast and it's amateur hour. (laughs) Right. Right. What's your team then? Um, I'd go for Pepescu up front. <laughs> I'd go for Stuart and goal. I would go Brandon, Brandon and Kingsley fullback. I would be inclined to maybe give Pepescu a wee rest. Uh, well, him and or Halkett, but I'll go. I'll go Berra and Halkett to start. Midfield trio. Probably will just no. I tell you who I'll play. I'll play Loic Demur in from the cold. He's in France. <laughs> Is he actually? <laughs> yeah, he's in France. So he's just robbing the living from us. He's well, always getting treatment he's in because I yeah. saw Nielsen. I saw Nielsen speaking about it. He's getting treatment in France. Okay. I've not just got a tab with Loic Demur, and I'm just really <laughs> invested. Like, how does any How does anybody know what Loic Demur is up to? I forgot he was still a player. I'm not going to lie. Until I saw Robbie Nielsen give an injury report, and Loic Demur was on the list, and I went, the, "Oh yeah, somehow he's still here." Your Your Demur radar is going yes, off. Yes, exactly. No, so we'll go. I Sorry, wait. The fact that you would play him though is just sickening. You want to ruin this <laughs> lovely season by bringing him back into the fold. What are you doing? Mate, it's East Fife. I'd rather play with ten men. He's robbing a living. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, as a paying customer for this club, if he's if he's nicking my money. To essentially, be, yes, you know, it's actually actually written in his contract is the Adam Kennedy season ticket. It's like that's what it is. No, but you know what I mean. It frustrates me. Like, like I've I've been thinking about this for a while. Like this boy Ross Stewart is. I mean, that must just be the best gig ever being a second a second choice keeper because you do nothing. Look at Bobby's Lamal. Bobby's Lamal would have signed a contract, and now all of a sudden he's out in the wilderness. Wait, how have you suddenly went for getting annoyed at Demur? He praised in Ross Stewart. What happened it's the same, there? It's the same thing. They steal a living. No, it's not. Ross Stewart's on loan. And? It's not getting in the Livingston team. And he's not he's getting in our team. Yes, he's getting in your team. You've picked him. Yeah, only because Gordon's away. <laughs> but you can't, you can't go, he's not getting in my team after you've named him in your team. Yes. I'd also I'd also like to take this moment to defend Bobby's Lamal. Um as I filmed I filmed Bobby um in the in Edinburgh City under an Edinburgh City game against Hearts when it was like a closed door one and he was absolutely class. <laughs> he came on he came on after sixty minutes. He he did immediately give away a penalty. <laughs> but he but he saved it. But you get any and then he made like his cartwheels in that. Oh yeah, but I think it was the the Motherwell game before lockdown. That was my first game I done, uh, and I got him doing his doing his uh, oh his cartwheels and stuff. And that was a, that was a game he made that save. That was like, I was because those cartwheels came in clutch of the save. Oh yeah, <laughs> was, was that not your footage that caught that save? Yeah, it was. I was quite mm. lucky when I was sat for that one. It was class. Right, so somehow we've ended up talking about Bobby's Lamal and oh, we've just, we just talk team. about just talk about Bobby's Lamal for the rest of the podcast, mate. I'll be happy. 
<laughs> I love that man. He is great. I prefer him to look the moor, that's for sure. <laughs> right, well, obviously, now I've learned... I'd rather play move. Bobby Zamala midfield than look the moor. <laughs> I reckon right. you do a job by this. Same! Oh. Right, okay, I'll go... Irving and Lee sitting, Bobby's Lamal at number 10. <laughs> <laughs> in behind Craig Whiten. Um, he's probably a better 10 than McGill, to be honest. I'd actually pay money to see Bobby's Lamal <laughs> play number 10. Who, who did you have on the flanks, Daniel? No one, I was playing a 40. Oh, well, kind of, yeah. I had White and Freer as the left and right of a three. And who'd you have up front? Whiten. Were you listening? I thought you just said you had Whiten and Freer on the flanks. Or no! White and White oh, sorry. And sorry. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... You asked me to name my team, and you literally questioned everybody apart from the back four. The back four picks itself. <laughs> you picked a different one to me! What about, what about you and Henderson? Like, well, no. Oh, no, Daniel doesn't like you. I don't like... I don't. In fairness to him... That's not a bad shout, Jordan, actually. He was all right when he came on. I mean, he missed a really good opportunity. But he did his job at the semi-final. But he's not a football player. Wow. I think he'll be on the bench. He'll probably come on at some point. He will. He'll score Wait. the winner. <laughs> yeah, I hope he does, to be fair. <laughs> Just to spite me. He seems to be one of the only few kids that's kind of survived this you know like loan period because everybody seems to either be going out on loan or in Tony McDonald's case kind of leaving the club why do you think that is? He must have something he must be blackmailing somebody I think he does like there was a there was a spell last season where he looked really good um, and then he just kind of fell away again I think Lewis Moore looked really good Mm -hmm. Lewis Moore's another shout actually aye Forgot, I forgot. He was He's on the bench. He was on the bench on Saturday, wasn't he? Or another game? He was on the bench recently. Oh, so I... maybe maybe Moore and Henderson might take up my my legs. Are you dropping A.D. White? Do you know what? I'll give Kingsley a rest, and I'll put White to left back, and then play no, Henderson and um, Moore. We've just had the conversation about how we don't want A.D. White to ever defend again, and your reaction to that is, drop our best player and put A.D. White in his position. First of all, it's East Fife. Right? Secondly, secondly, we're already through, so what does it matter? And thirdly... I want to win every game. So die, but let's be frank. I, I think I think the th the three of us could probably play up front, and we'd beat East Fife. The three of us and Bobby and Ten would get a three 0 win. I mean, we just scraped it against Cowden Beef, so I would exactly, you? exactly. Right, go on then, Jordan. Give us your team. Um, so like the Moore and goals. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think both of you are in with a shout. Like, I think I feel like you and Henderson might start. I don't know if he'd want to. Play either. I mean, Whiten and Boyce are looking like they're going to be big players this season. I don't know if he'd want to risk both of them, but I feel like yeah, he's probably going to start one and then Obviously bring in Boyce Henderson. Away. Boyce is away. Boyce, ah, I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like would you want to risk Whiten as well? Or that's what I mean. Yeah, that pitch especially like throws so much into contention. Like because mm -hmm. one bad turn or a fall, and like you're fucked. Yeah, oh. no, it's a toughie. <laughs> it's a toughie, but give, give us your team. 
What, what are you going? You're not getting I away mean, with any... We've just been slaughtering each other for our teams. You need to put yourself on the chopping block and on. Throw up a team right. line. Exactly. Right. It can't be any worse than mine after Daniel has questioned every single inclusion. I mean, you didn't even ken half of mine, so... Right, I'm we go... nervous about hosting, I don't, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I feel like I want to see Vera start, so it's going to be Stuart, um, Brandon, Dago, Halkett, Vera. I don't know if I want to see that again, but we'll go it. Um, Vera fit. Eddie White on the left. Oh, how'd you like them apples, MacIver? We're going yeah, to get I'm beat. Sorry, I'm sorry, Daniel, it has to be. No. And then we'll go... The poor Bella Pirlo. I don't know what formation we're going here. <laughs> just but we're just going to go with it. Jamie Walker and... <sighs> I don't know. See, Naismith scares me, so I don't want to start Naismith. What are the options in midfield? I can't even remember. Ollie Lee. Peter Halliday. Ollie Lee. Ah, Andy Halliday will start, yeah. Miguel. Andy Halliday. Scott McGill. And then Craig White and... Ewan Henderson and I, I don't know where they're playing I was about to say this is pitch. like this is like a 4 4 well <laughs> mate that's my kind of tactic so you can four zero four two. that's what we're going for I, I just heard a succession of names I've lost track of formation also we're just no they're literally just playing in a straight line that's fine that should be East Fife they're 7th in League 1 oh dearie me why do I know that that's worrying. Why I feel like do White's I done alright. White's done alright, like, out wide, so I'd be tempted to play him out, out wide. Who would you have up front? Ah, stick you and Henderson in there, mate. Give him a chance. Fuck it. It's East Fife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you've changed your tune. That should be, but that should be the attitude at the same time. At the same time, not... I want us to win, but it also should just be Robbie. standing up. All his team talk should be is, lads, it's East Fife. <laughs> I'm actually looking at the, the Hearts lineup from uh, the Maness game on live score, and they've got Pepescu and Oli Lee up top. <laughs> and both, both centre backs on the score sheet. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Liam Boyce and Stephen Naismith at centre half. Oh my god. <laughs> no wonder my lineup was all over the place when I was at that. Your, your live score inspo. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Mind you, I mean we did we did lose to them on penalties last time up there. So this I, is different, but, though. Well, I, I I was gonna try and kind of compare it to Robbie's first tenure because I think we discussed it on the pod a couple of weeks back, actually, Daniel, when he sort of played kids away at Livingston yeah. in the Challenge Cup. So I mean, we're practically through. It'd be nice to win, but I'm not gonna throw my toys at the pram if it's a, a second string side. I don't think. Robbie said um, he want he he's been trying to bring in this new winning mentality in both training and games, and he said that whilst it is just East Five and we've already basically won the group and stuff like that, he's like we've made it seven wins from seven. He wants to make it eight wins from eight, and I think realistically, any lineup we put out should be able to beat East Five. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, you, yeah, I'd go along with that. What were you going to say, Jordan? Sorry. Uh, I mean, you're talking about Luke Demure, so I mean, if you think any lineup can beat East Fife, then That's fair. be careful what you say. That's very fair. You'll get on the plane back, be like, I've got one leg, I'll still play in the middle <laughs> What is his injury? Does anybody know how he's hurt? 
Um, Pong is hard. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell, what a way to end this segment. Well, I mean... They're coming in from a broken heart. (laughs) I was going to end the whole thing, but obviously we were talking about kind of tonight on the day of recording sees the first episode of um, the BBC documentary. So uh, this is our story, Inside Hearts is what it's called. I tried doing some research to wonder kind of what we're letting ourselves in for in the first episode and had a little look on the, the Sky TV guide. And I went to the little, you know, kind of blurb bit where it tells you the what goes on, essentially. And it just said, a bad start to the season means the pressure is on Anne Budge to sack her manager. <laughs> Contains some strong language. BBC literally, <laughs> the BBC literally detailed exactly what's in it. Episode one. <laughs> how, uh, how are the pair of you feeling about sitting down to watch it? Daniel, you, you're, you're somewhat excited, are you not? I'm excited, but I'm terrified that I'm in it. I'm really scared that I'm in it. I don't mean as like an interview segment. I've no kept this quiet. It's not that, oh, by the way, lads, I'm a, it's me, Craig Levine, and Stephen Naismith as the three focal points of this documentary. I just mean, in the background, there's a slight chance I'm in it and I'm going to be embarrassed by it. But I'm excited for no reason. There's no reason why I should be excited. It's shocking. It's going to provide everybody else in Scottish football a massive laugh. But it is going to be a laugh. Jordan, what are you going to make of it? Because are you getting ready to tune in about quarter past nine? That's when Daniel said that his segment was on. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. I think it'll be absolutely tragic, but it's going to be... It's going to, I think it's going to be really interesting for a lot of people to see like kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff uh, with the club. But, I mean, at the same time, could you pick a worse time to, to do a documentary <laughs> on our club? Like, no, but it's, I mean, it's, it's true heart and Midlothian fashion, isn't it? Is it, <laughs> yes. is it going to be worse than the first season of Sunderland until I die? That's kind of the bar where a champion, a Premier League side went into the Championship and then got relegated into League One. Do we think it's going to be as bad as that? Um, that's a good question, to be fair. I'd probably consider it more, more to season two, where they're kind of building up an excitement and then ultimately it just proves to be a massive failure. Who's you go, not say? Who's going yeah. to be that David Brent-esque marketing guy? Oh us? my god. Oh no. That's Austin McPhee, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably. I forgot well, Austin McPhee was managing. I think. I, think like, I forgot he existed. Well, I just see him in the trailer shouting, Go on, Big Mark! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, listen, I mean, it's it's bound to be simultaneously tragic and interesting. That's what we also kind of like to, to dub the podcast. So, thank you very much for coming on, Jordan. Um, where can where can the Jambos find you and boost your social channels? Uh, so, I'm just Jalen Films on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, so it's pretty easy. Wonderful. And Daniel, yeah. yourself? I am at the Mark on Twitter, and that's that's it. That's the main place. Excellent. I am. That at, was smooth I'm... as fuck, by the way. It was smooth <laughs> until you interrupted I, Adam. I know. Me. Sorry, Adam. Yeah. Go again. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, nobody needs to follow me on Twitter anyway. No, say it. Say your handle again. 
I'm at Adam T. Kendall on all the socials, not just Twitter. We are collectively at Perth Paisley. You can get us on all the socials now. Um, and obviously, feel free to email us, perthpaisley at gmail.com. I can imagine that Hearts will make it four out of four in the League Cup. And then, fingers crossed that... I mean, the documentary will be embarrassing, but it'll be a good laugh, folks. It's fine. And we can discuss it the next time. So, catch us all later. 